Hi, all. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of How We Get By. Uh, This week, I speak with a longtime friend of mine, Alex. I met Alex while I was working in Philadelphia a few years ago, and we've stayed touch in touch via social media, which has been great. And Alex is, um, has really cool life, and she'll tell you a little bit about it. She is a yoga instructor and travels a lot and just really all around killing it. It's awesome. And we talk a little bit about how when things are on social media, um, they can look a certain way and maybe inside feel a little bit different. Um, It was really cool to speak with her and just have a conversation about uh, social media, but also a lot of other things that we talked about. So I'm really excited about this episode and... um, I think it's a really cool experiment when you you kind of get an idea about somebody on social media, uh, whether it's right or wrong, but you put away all of that and then you have a conversation with a person and find out who they are and then it makes their social media look that much better or make that much more sense when you kind of figure out their backstory, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. and. Um, I think this conversation really touched upon that. Uh, what I wish and more li- more in life is that we would have these one-on-one conversations and just learn more about each other and what we're really going through. And she also talks about the importance of being honest about the good and the bad on social media. So really cool. Uh, excited for that. Before we get into that, I do want to take a moment and say that I'm very grateful for everybody who has listened to the podcast, who has contributed uh, either by using their voice, sharing their story, uh, speaking to others about the podcast. It's been a really cool journey. I I struggle with it a little bit. Uh, the aspect of I have shared so much of my story and I I can't really control what people make of the things I share or how they feel about them uh, but I what I can do is I can clear up my intentions the best that I see fit and so I wanted to take a minute and just say that when I share these things I am usually doing it from a place of maybe there's somebody out there who needs to hear it and I'm the person that needs to say it. Um, It's really that simple, but when you're sharing traumatic experiences and uh, I have a lot of mixed emotions around them and, you know, sometimes I... At my solo episodes, I feel like, was the anger too much? Like, a little too passionate here? But the truth is, all I'm trying to do is make a difference in the world. And sometimes the way I think is the best way to go about it might not actually be that. And I just hope that in this case, it is. Either way, this is how we get by. But I was running late um 
And I, I feel like I'm like learning this like law of abundance thing where you're like, you don't say the thing because then you'll do the thing. And I was like, I know I'm going to be late. And then I was late. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, why did you say it? <laughs> but uh, okay, here we go. It's interesting. I catch myself doing that all the time too. Yeah. And then he like came true and I was like, oh, well, your subconscious knows that that was like, all right, so we're all good. Um, so hi, Alex. So do you want to, um, you know, update me a little bit either about your life or like, I know you from like a few years back, but I don't know what you're up to necessarily. I know you're a yoga teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that like, other than that, and your awesome, beautiful pictures that I love and like your inspirational messages, like, I don't know a lot. So I guess you can. Um, yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you having me on first of all I think it's awesome I, I love what you're doing I think there's um there should be more and more podcasts about mental health and just just conversations about it so I'm really really honored to be here and, and you um what's new uh, I think everything is new for everyone in a pandemic <laughs> this year has been uh really kind of surreal. Um, and I have chosen the year to, to relocate. So I'm, I'm living in Chicago at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I always say I probably picked the best and the worst time to move, but really a right thing for these moments. Um, and I was looking for the right time and it just so happened to be when everything kind of stopped. Yeah. I think this is the time, you know, wow. I think a good chance to relocate. Um, I was living in Delaware for, as you know, many years and, um, and it was fun, you know, but Delaware, I've been there since high school and, you know, you kind of outgrow certain places Yeah. Uh, as, I, as I'm sure you know yourself, you know, you just, you outgrow certain towns and certain cities and even yeah. states. And so I was like, you know what? I, I have a lot of friends in Chicago. I really like it out here. Um, it's a it's really a place where I can kind of work and let my yoga take off in a different way. And so I decided to move. And that I've been out here for oh, a month, maybe. I mean, it's still so, so new. Yeah. Yesterday was like the day that it kind of hit me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm actually in Chicago. Like, it just hasn't. I haven't processed it for whatever Definitely. reason. Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, oh my God, Chicago, the what like part are you in? I am in, I'm on the West side of Chicago. I'm very close to, I'm close to downtown um, city. Um, I'm in the suburbs, but it's just really cute and quiet and kind of quiet. And there's uh, a cupcake ATM somewhere in Chicago. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like in one of the, I don't know if it's a business district. Like I know like that's where like the Waldorf is. Cause my friend's obsessed with the Waldorf. So we had to go there and then we yeah. went down the block and we got like cupcakes from this cupcake vending machine, which like you could go to a thousand bakeries. And I actually like recommend that you do that obviously, but like those cupcakes are banging. Like, I, so I would recommend that at some point, but like, did you yeah. see the bean and everything? I've seen the bean. I did that. I did all of that. I know. Like, it's like, that's like a one and done thing. Like, and it's, and I have to say, like, I don't know. I do have like a fond, like, love for it but also like when I got there I was like this is the most underwhelming thing like I'm just like okay but I do like I love Chicago like I was actually there when uh the eclipse was happening oh yeah um and so that was really cool that was like the one weekend I was in Chicago ever and uh 
it was like really amazing because everybody started coming out of their buildings and just to like watch this thing in the sky and yeah. like I really like I got like chills a lot like in those moments because yeah. I was just walking around and then you just see all like it was like humanity was like there was something in the sky that was like bigger than all of us and like everyone was watching it I get chills even just talking about it so yeah. I love Chicago I think that's really cool I love Lake Michigan yeah. um but how is it for you? Like, how is it to adjust like to a new city? That's you know, a stressor. I thought it was going to be kind of hard, but I, I feel like, I don't know, it, it wasn't. I, I got here and I, I did everything so quickly. You know, I like I packed and I got everything together. And I I feel like I just like, picked up my little life and then just moved it and then, like planted it. And then that was it. And I started teaching yoga like really fast as soon as I got here. Everything happened so quickly. So I feel like it hasn't, I haven't had time to like really sit down and find like, I don't know, moments of like, wow, I can't believe I did that or yeah. moments of where, you know, uh, maybe overthinking or overanalyzing or whatever. It hasn't really happened. Um, you know, I think of it as at least in, in my mindset of what has really helped with like Trent just moving and, and, and relocating and things like that. Nothing's really permanent. I mean, just because you move from, you know, to one place yeah. doesn't mean this is where I'm going to die. You know, this is where I'm going to, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can move any, at any time, you know, and I, I think people, when they do move many times, it, it helps you grow because you're in, in different places, you're around different people, you're in different situations. And so it kind of evolves you as a person. And so I, when I got here, I'm like, this is a great place. I really like it here for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, you meet people and they're like, oh, but like, don't you hate the cold? And yes, I freaking hate the cold. Yeah. But, uh, every state has something yeah. that's you know what I mean? Like yeah. something that you're like, oh, I don't like that. But it's like that everywhere. So yeah, compromise a little bit. So, so far it's been good. Um, I'm sure I'm going to hate winter and I'm sure I'm going to be really bitchy. I gotta say like, cause like when I moved, I moved in the summer and people said that to me all the time. Like you, are you going to hate the cold? Like prepare yourself. Cause it's just like, oh, it's cold. Like it's like a cold that's not like the cold here. Um, yeah. and I, but like Chicago is like a little bit like, uh, down from Milwaukee. So yeah. maybe a little bit of reprieve there, but you're right though. Like there's just so many different aspects of it though. Like I really liked, um, that area of the country because I don't know too much about Illinois, but you're close enough to Milwaukee. Like it's like, I don't know, like an hour maybe, yeah. but Wisconsin in itself and like Michigan, if you want to travel even a little bit farther, like the UP, like that land is just like a lot of it untouched. And like Wisconsin was like, whoever founded the state, I guess, like was so into parks that they have like 300 like national parks. I don't know how Illinois is, but yeah. like what I loved about it was like, I actually loved how cold it was. Like I loved like being in that frozen place that like, you know, like you're so cold and you're like looking at these beautiful landscapes, like that's something you can't get like in, yeah. in Delaware, you know? So yeah, I think sure. you're right. Like, I think it's like finding like each thing, you know, you got to find things to love about it. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, yeah, to your point there, I mean, there are a lot of parks in Illinois. There's a lot of greenery and I really love that. And, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that I love. I'm sure there's going to be things that I'm going to hate too, but that's really the the truth and and everywhere that you go, you're going to Right. Find. Like there are things in Delaware yeah. that you do. Yeah. Like. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
There's no perfect state. There's no. You're so right. And then it's like I often like I was like not so happy in Milwaukee, but like I came back here and I miss the parks of Wisconsin. Like I'm like we don't have that in Pennsylvania. Like we have parks. Don't like get me wrong, but it's different. Like so you do find like things that you love. I wanted to ask you. um, Oh my god, why is it? It's like. Oh, I wanted to ask you because like I do, you know, follow you on Facebook and stuff. And like I do, I, I'm like inspired by your, the way that you can just like pick up and go and like start whatever, like you decided you want to be a yoga teacher because when I met you, I don't even think you were a yoga teacher at no. that point. So you decided to do that. And then not only did you decide to do that, but like you just took off in it. And then you like, now you're, you go to a different seat and you just like plop down there and you're like, okay, I'm going to make it work. And like, that to me is super inspiring. Like I, I look at your social media and I'm like, I don't, that's like one of the things like you're like comparing yourselves to other people, but it's a good thing. Like, but it's just like, how do how does she do it? Like, so like, I guess my question to you is like, how do you manage to kind of do that? (laughs) Thank you. First of all, um, I, uh, when I started practicing yoga, uh, it was just on a whim. I mean, it was a whim. It wasn't anything planned. It was many, many years ago. And, you know, as I, as I got into it, I I was like, you know, I really want to, I really want to take this to the next level. And that's kind of where the, where the training for being a teacher came in. And I started doing that and just felt very natural. And so, I think when you find something that you really like, I think it happens in a very natural way. Like, you know, maybe like doing like writing or having a podcast or something like that. It just yeah. kind of, one of those ideas that you're like, I kind of like this. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. But <laughs> yeah. Go and see where it goes. And then that kind of snowballs and snowballs and turns into this thing. And that's kind of what yoga, ha- how yoga happened for me. I, I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. I never thought I was going to be a teacher and it just kind of happened. And I, I kept going and getting a little more intrigued and kept opening like one more door and one more door. Mm-hmm. And so that kept taking me a little bit further. And um, I guess to your question of of like plopping down and just doing it, I mean. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just like, how did you like even just moving? Like, you, like, where do you get this inspiration? Like, or this ability to even do it? I don't know. It's cool. Like, um, cool. I I knew that my time in Delaware was coming to a close just because, you know, I kept looking around and a lot of my friends were leaving or the people that I was around were in different kind of circumstances in their life. <clears throat> they were married, had kids, you know, had that whole family. I'm settled in Delaware. Yeah. And so I kept kind of like, to your point, comparing myself and I'm like, well, I'm not in that place at all. I mean, I will be one day, but right now I'm just not. Yeah. And so nothing against them but it kind of forced me to look at like what am I like what do I really have here that I'm like holding on to is it security is it like oh I feel safe here so I'm not going to go anywhere else and so I kept pushing myself like past this comfort zone yeah good at that because I once I'm in a comfort zone like I latch on to it like that's it feels stay there so I was like but no that's not right like I gotta push and so I kept pushing and pushing and um and, and so relocation was something that was on my mind for a while. And, um, and then one day I was like, you know what, I just have to do it because yeah. if I keep planning it, if I keep, you know, I just have to do it. And so I did it. And, um, I mean, things go wrong and, and it's stressful and, um, but at the end of the day you do survive and it's, it's, 
you know, to your point, I mean, you've done it too. So yeah. even when you, even when you come back or you're like, well, I went there and I didn't like it. Now I'm back here. Like all of that is a journey and all of that. Yeah. You grow in some way. Like, oh yeah. And I, I say this all the time. I'm like, I do not regret going like, yeah. and like, you know, I obviously talk about my experiences. It's a very like, you know, like odd circumstance that I went through, but like, it's just also like, I learned so much. Like if I had not gone there and saw the things that I saw, like I wouldn't have been interested in like an array of topics that like shaped me as a human. So like, yeah. So like, I am totally for that. And it's so funny, like everything you just said, because it's like social media, I love it. Cause like, it's good to keep, stay connected with people, but it's like, I see it like from my point of view and I'm like, oh, she just decided that she was going to do this and then just did it. Like, she's so cool, which is cool. Like you did do that, yeah. but like, you don't see the struggle. Like you yeah. don't see the, like, I'm going to push past that boundary. Like I'm going to push myself. And like, I think that's all really what we're all doing inside is like trying to push ourselves past these like limits. So kudos to you. That's Thanks. really cool that you did that. I'm really excited. So now you're in the city and you're teaching yoga, like yeah. Now I'm here and I'm. I mean, I've been I've been teaching for for a while and even in Delaware. And so when I moved here, it was kind of a, a little bit of a an easier transition because I know a lot of people who are yoga teachers. So once you're kind of in that community, you know, it's a little bit easier to to start. It just it just kind of happens, you know. Yeah. So that part was easy. Um, but to your point of like social media, and I love that you brought up that point because that's so important. I mean, yeah. I love doing this all the time. Like you'll look at somebody like, oh man, like look at what they did. But you <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, months of like uncertainty, you know, nights like yeah. it's not working and you're stressed out, like all of that kind of behind the scenes. And so something that has helped me, at least in the way that I portray stuff online, or at least that I try to, it, it kind of goes back to, it ties into mental health really well, but like the authenticity of it. Like I hate just posting stuff that's like the end product. Like I want to show the struggle in between because I think that's what people need to see so that they realize that, oh, I can talk about my struggle or I can talk about yeah. crap that I'm not sure about. Um, so that we're not just posting pictures online and saying, oh, wow, I made it. Like, but what brought you to make it? Like, what definitely. You know? so. Yeah. And that's what I really do. Like, I've always loved about your posts because they are inspirational in that way. Like, you've always been really real. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that because I try to do the same. But it's mm -hmm. not easy. No. <laughs> because, like, it's just like sometimes like, I'll like post something really like vulnerable or like not so like pretty or whatever like you're saying and then it's like the minute you do it like you're opening the door for like judgment and like um which is like the point like you're supposed that's the whole point of being vulnerable and like you I do find that for every like person that judges you there's like three that were helped so it's just like you there's like that balance there but I think it's cool like um that we are able to like kind of talk about these things and even just behind the scenes like outside of social media like it's like you can have a conversation like me and you could have a conversation and we could even talk about really vulnerable things mm -hmm. but like it's still not the same as when you're like literally crying in the corner of your room and nobody ever sees that you know yeah. and like so it's like interesting because we all like it's easy to forget that other people have those moments oh like, yeah easy to just think that like I'm the only one that has that moment oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think 
once you have that realization that everybody shares that, it makes it a little bit easier for you to be like, oh, okay, like there's nothing wrong with me or there's yeah. there's nothing to really truly censor in, in like in this fear that I'm different or that I'm going to be judged because everybody's judging everybody. We're judging as much as we think we're not. I mean, I, I'm a judgmental person as much as I try not to be, but there's parts of me that we I know. are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so that like, just knowing that everybody is, you know, going through the same thing to, to a different, to some different degree is kind of liberating in a way. And that's what helped me like, I, I'm like, you know what, <laughs> people are always going to say something, they're always going to have an opinion. And so my, my thought is, if something triggers somebody that I share, that's about them, you know, and just that, yeah. like, at that, and I'm like, okay, you know, if that bothers yeah. you, maybe with that a little bit and think about how, where that comes from. And so I try not to take it on, you know, it's not my thing. I don't, I never go back in anymore. And like, delete stuff I never go back in and like try to you know justify people's comments I'm just you know I kind of leave it as is and it's a good test for me to say you know through all of this my intention is to always stay authentic and if I can be real maybe that will inspire you to be real because we need more real people we don't need people who are just peace love and light like that's great but like where's the real shit you know I love that people and and that for the peace comes in and that's where the love comes in you got to be real and um and we and social media needs more of that like more of like just real people living real lives yeah yes I love that so much so thank you yeah Yeah, that's really cool and I so I did want to um I wanted to ask you like about your own if you had you know I don't even like to work like use the word struggles but like things that you've um maybe overcome or like growth and mental health and like also if you could um kind of tie that into like yoga and like if how you kind of I also like the last thing you said about being authentic was really cool so like if there's like a part of the yoga too that you bring like authenticity into like you could talk about that but I just gave you a lot so wherever you want to go um so Something, I mean, I, I think I do know that all of us struggle in a lot of ways, you know, we've all had depressive moments. We've all had moments where it was just, you just didn't know what to do with your day, with your, with, you know, you have, you have a lot of these questions. I think it comes up in yoga a lot with like, well, what's your purpose? And I'm like, that's a ballsy question to ask people when they don't know what they're doing today or tomorrow. (laughs) Like, what's your purpose? It's just this really difficult question. And so I struggled with that a lot. And I, that was something that I struggled with a lot because I was trying to define myself in like the titles of yoga teacher, writer. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at those titles and then you compare yourself to everybody else who's a writer and a yoga teacher, you're like, oh my God, I can't keep up with that image. And so that came at me like really hard. And um, I, I thought I had to like, look at all my life and then go in and like scrub and clean all the things that didn't quite fit into like this really pretty perfect yoga life. And that was incredibly exhausting and depleting. And I realized that I, all I was doing was just, I was closing doors on stuff. I didn't want people to see, but at the same time, I also didn't get a chance to see it. So there's no healing. There's no acknowledgement. There's just like denial, denial, denial. Right. And so that catches up with you over time. And that's kind of where the struggle came in. I, you know, I felt like I needed to reclaim all these parts to like make myself whole. And that's where the authenticity comes in. You know, 
I, I could, I realized that if I, if I talk a lot about struggles and talk, talk a lot about how, you know, my thing is like, I'm scared of being judged or I'm scared of being rejected. Like these are like really vulnerable admissions, mm-hmm. but that also make other people uncomfortable because it like makes them think about their own yeah. fears. Right. And yeah. so trying to open up and then you get people you're around people who don't really know how to receive you it kind of almost feels like a little bit of a rejection but not and so I was around a lot of that and I thought well I just need to be real and and if I can write about stuff that is happening in my life like with family with friends with trying to find you know purpose in all of this that I'm doing then maybe that'll inspire other people and social media is to your point is is really helpful but it's also not so much sometimes yeah you know especially as a writer when you're putting stuff out there you're comparing it like you're saying okay if nobody likes this or reads this then this is crap right but that's not true it's yeah. just it just means that, I don't know, whatever that means. It's but- so vulnerable. Like, I, I I, honestly struggle so much. Like, and I obviously put up poems, like, every other day. Ooh. And every other day, it's a struggle. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I, because I do. I get, like, so worried. And then, like, a lot of, like, a lot of my stuff kind of, like, pushes people's buttons. And so then, like, so now, like, even on Instagram, like, I'll just get rid of the comments. Because I'm, like, I can't. I can't spend my rule with social media is if I spend more time thinking about posting it, then I will delete it. Um, I try not to be that way. Like my whole mindset is to kind of just like post and then like let it do its thing. And like, as long as I have a good intention and as long as I'm being authentic, then it'll like work itself out. But if there are times where I'm posting something and then I feel like I'm, I do keep, keep getting triggered by whatever anyone's saying, then I'm like, okay, this isn't worth it. Um, But now I'm just almost like, I like to your point, like, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I can't handle it. Like, because it is so vulnerable to do it. Like it, because it's so hard to do it in the first place, then it's like ha- even harder to kind of like have to defend yourself, I guess. Yeah. It's weird. And like, I feel like there is a struggle for me because my stuff isn't always like rainbows and butterflies and like yeah. people don't always agree with what I say, but like you said, there's like an authenticity there. So yeah. Um, yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, I, I think, I think for when you write something, when you create something and put it out there, a lot of time, nine times out of 10, it's going to be something really vulnerable, something that you're struggling with because we're, where we create something where we're creating art, not to say that we're not creating art from, from love and from a beautiful place, but we're also creating it from like a place of struggle. And that's, I think that's a beautiful thing. If you can take something that you struggle with and turn it into art, oh my God, like that's beautiful. Yeah. To your point, not everybody's going to see it that way. And it goes back to that idea of that's not your problem. It's not. Yeah. No, that's that's like when you say that though like I am so like that's awesome that you've mastered that like I just I think that I'm on my way you know what I mean like because I do try to like even like my last episode that I just put out like I was just I don't know like I I have like some like deep rooted like because I've struggled with things like sexual assault and like Mm -hmm. PTSD like I have some like really like deep rooted fears about like how people are going to like perceive what I like put out there um but again like you said like if something triggers somebody then it's like a reflection of like because what is it for me when I get triggered like it's not that person's fault that I get triggered like it's no it's what do you need to deal with in yourself so yeah yeah 
Now, in certain topics, also something I've noticed over the years is if I write something and it's like it's something I haven't really given a lot of time to like heal, then I'm like, ooh, okay, I want to like post this, but it's not time yet. Like, yes, they're like, this is just for me. Like, I'm gonna write this like an Alex story. This is not like a world story. And so that kind of stuff I tend to keep to myself. And then maybe eventually one day you'll turn it into something and you'll publish it or you'll post it. But for the time being, some of those things are like way too raw. Um, And you're like, I haven't even like processed this yet. And I don't think that if I put it out there, it's going to be received by the people who I want to like see me like I, I think about like sexual assault and yeah. I think about that's like a really, really, really raw thing that yeah. you're putting sure. out, right? Yeah. You want people to to like support you and to like see you and be like, oh, my God, I see you. I, I hold or believe you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so if you're, you know, if you're around people or if you're, if your audience are people who are not in that space, then it's just gonna, it's like, it's like getting like just punched in the boob. Like it's the worst feeling because you're you're not getting that, like you're not getting that energetic support that you need. So sometimes I feel like it's a practice of also just knowing when's the time for me to share this. And when is the time for me to like, maybe just let this simmer a little bit or find a, find a group of people that, you know, for sure are like, okay, these people are not going to comment. They're just going to listen. And then those are the people that you need to just read it to. You know, or yeah, share. well, that is scary for me to even think about, but you're right. Like, we need more like one on one interactions like that. Yeah. You know, like, I really do think that that's important. Um, I also think it's um, super important, like you said about timing, um, because for me, like, I had gone through these things like uh, like when I was 22 um I think yeah I was like 22 so now I'm 30 and this is like the first time I've ever like even been able to like speak about it um but like when me too started like really becoming a thing it's probably like I don't know 2016 maybe 2017 I'm not sure um but I was always like, I feel like I need to use my voice because like I, you know, everyone else is. And then like I would create posts and then like I would be like, no, like not ready, you know? So like, it's so true. Like, and, um, and you know, my experiences in Wisconsin with a uh, tobacco company, I wrote like a blog about that, but I, um, did not, I wrote the blog like way months before like I ever shared it because you're right like that you need to heal from things and it needs to be in a place where I'm like I've healed enough that like if somebody does kind of take this the wrong way like I'm not in that raw place like I'm not gonna like totally lose my mind right so yeah I think there is a a huge balance with anything writing like or creativity wise like that there is like a benefit yeah. I mean, for sure. At the end of the day, you're, you're doing this. You, I mean, you really are doing this for yourself. Um, therapeutic for you. I mean, everything that we create, it's, it's for ourselves. I think when you post it, 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 it adds to that inspiration of, you know, um, helping other people maybe share their own stuff or, or helping them like find those words that they need for their own healing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's really for us. And so you have the power to say, this is what I need to, this is what I want to post. And then this is what I'm going to keep to myself. And it doesn't make it any less creative or successful if it stays private or if it's public. And that's something I had to learn too. Like it's just, if it sits in your diary or if it's like online somewhere, you know, it's value. 
Um, and I think that's important to, because people, I think people put a lot of value on like, oh, it's, it's published or someone read it. Like then, then it's good. Right. No, it's, it's fucking good from the beginning, you know? And yeah, like, cause you just did it. Right. You just did it. Like you created it and it's good. And it doesn't matter who loves it or who doesn't love it, you know? And that, that comes from like a lot of that. That's a practice too. I mean, that doesn't happen overnight. You're not like, you don't just wake up and you're like, I love everything I do. You know, it just doesn't. Yes. Yeah. It, it does get to a point where I may, I don't know, for me, maybe it was from being rejected from a lot of different places as a writer. And I'm just like, you know what, screw this. Like, is this, if this is how it's going to be, like, this is exhausting to run after editors and build up this following and all that. Like, I just want to write some stuff. And so that like I had to turn around and come back in and just do it for myself. And then what I post, hey, if it's good, awesome. If it's not good, if it's not received, then that's fine too. And so just detaching from all of that is, I don't know, I feel like it kind of helps you. It helps your inspiration. It helps your muse, if that's what you want to call it. It just doesn't, it doesn't give you all these little strings that you now have to like control. Yeah. You know? And and that and that just helps you free up all of that creative juice, and you can just go and do whatever you want to do. Um, that's helpful. I know some people maybe they think differently. Maybe they really want that attention from from other people to like make their work feel I don't know seen. And I understand that too. It's really helpful to be seen, yeah. um, and we want that more than anything. But um, I guess I'm just I don't know. At this point in my life, I'm just not chasing after it as much. And I've noticed that once you stop chasing it. People who are meant to read your stuff will come to you. Yes. The audience will come to you. You know, if you if you write it, they will come. Uh, and and that is kind of true. It's so cool. Like the whole time you were saying that, I love it. And I I kept like going back to self love and how it's so similar to self love because yeah. like for me, like I've like always I've definitely spent a good majority of my life like just being like I hate myself. Like I don't. That's sad to admit, but it just is. It's because of something you just said though. It's like a practice to try and like change that mindset and like. So you were saying like you have to accept that like there are going to be people that reject you, you know, same with self-love. Like you have to accept all these different parts of you that aren't always good or like, and just because they're not like good doesn't mean they don't exist. And so like, um, I don't know. I just kept like going back to that. And I feel like it's just such a thing that you have to learn. Like you have to learn to like really accept these parts of yourself that are like not so beautiful or like not so good in other people's eyes but like that doesn't mean that they're not good and yeah. so I guess that's like the same with like the writing it's like it might not be good in somebody else's eyes like um the way that you know I use my voice might not be good in somebody else's eyes but like that doesn't mean it's not important and it's not good yeah, yeah. yeah. I think question I think is when you're when you if you're not just writing but if you're creating something drawing painting whatever it is I mean I think at the end of the day you'll have to also ask yourself what is it that you want from this you know do you just want to create something because if you want to do that then it doesn't matter who who reads your stuff or whoever comes yes. you're just bringing something to life but if you're you know if underneath that you're actually wanting like attention and you're wanting support and affection then that's a little bit different and then that it doesn't at that point it doesn't really matter what you create you're just looking for your people and that's beautiful too but those are sometimes a little bit different things and so I had to ask myself that question too. I mean, I, you know, I love my parents and everything, but I came from a family that was very, um, not as emotionally available. Mm -hmm. And so when you grow up, yeah. you know, you're constantly looking and I, I, 
I learned this and it was mind blowing. You're constantly looking for your parents and other people. Like you're constantly looking for like mom and dad's attention, affection, acknowledgement mm-hmm. from other people. And so yes. I realized that I was doing that when I was writing and when I was even teaching yoga, I was constantly looking for that acknowledgement, like, oh wow, this is good. And then when I get that, like, oh, I feel good about myself. Yes. And so and so I was like, well, I can't do that. Like I can't do continue that it's not self-sufficient to continue that kind of mentality but there's also nothing wrong with that like there's I think it's like the awareness the ability to recognize that you're doing that and like use it to your advantage to be like like it's more of like once you can start to recognize it I think it's more of a oh this is interesting like look at what I'm doing here like what is this telling me I need like if you can switch to that mindset it's so helpful but until you get there it's kind of just like you don't realize what you're doing and then you're like you don't get the validation because like, I don't know, I had to kind of come to like a point where like, I felt like I was very similarly doing the same, like looking yeah. for like what I didn't get from my parents and other people. Yeah. And like, it was just, it kind of like came to a point where I'm like, if your own parents didn't give it to you, do you think that that guy is going to be the one to give it to you? <laughs> you know, like, so like maybe just accept that, like there's other ways to fill that. Um, and that's when I think it starts to like kind of change course but um and then maybe the patterns just aren't so severe that's what I found but I've done I felt the same yeah 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 and then and for sure awareness is a huge part of it if if not like the most the biggest thing of it is just being aware of it you know um I for a long time I thought I was going to be able to fix all these little you know tidbits and and I mean fixings maybe is not the right word but you're just you're allowing it to be like and all of us are all of us have these problems all of us have coming from families or coming from circumstances or environments that have affected us in a certain way. And so that really starts to like feed that underlying pattern of how we do things that we do. And so when you have an idea and you want to do something, I I had a really good friend that used to ask this question all the time. And now I say it to myself, I always say, why do I want to do this? Like, what's the actual reason? And you'd be surprised once you start to dig a little bit deeper, why that reason actually is. And for a lot of stuff that I used to do and create and come up with, you know, ideas and stuff, it would be like, oh man, this is coming from like some childhood trauma that I never processed. And again, it's not a bad thing. We all have triggers and traumas, but it's being aware to your point of, oh, this is coming from that place. So I'm trying to fill something that has not been filled And yes, I can create, but let me create it for myself and for my own healing versus looking for validation from other people. Because, I mean, you're not always going to get it. And I think that there's a a really deep universal lesson and like the people that come into your life are not always going to be really supportive people, but they're there for a reason to remind you of where you still need to heal and where you need to turn to yourself. Um, And parents are a big, a, a big kind of example of that uh relationships are a huge example of that the people that we marry the people that we sleep with the people that we you know have in our lives as boyfriends girlfriends like these are really big examples of people who need to teach you something about yourself and so um and so yeah that's been like that's been a big a big lesson not an easy one to your point like it's no Oh, hard as I think it's more of a practice. Like, I love the idea of like kind of tuning in as a practice, like a lot of different things. Like, I mean, they say that about meditation and yoga. Like, it's just, um, I love to think of it that way because it's just like, it makes you feel like, 
I don't know, like not like something you can do or can't do. It's like, no, I practice doing this. And the more that I practice, the more I'm going to benefit. So yeah. oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. The, the whole mental game, it's, it's hard. It's hard to like change these patterns that you've had forever and ever. And it's not even that you've had them. You've adopted them from like family and generations of family. Before. Yes. Yeah. And so I, like my, my example is money and I've inherited every single freaking money, like mentality from my parents and it has never served them and it doesn't serve me, but it's like, you, it's so hard to go in and like unwind that little trigger and then like put something new in place. But to your point, it's a practice and you show up. And you show up and you fail, you show up and you fail, but then you keep going and it does get a little bit easier and you still have that awareness. Um, but I think that awareness, it, it, it like holds its weight in gold because you could, I mean, what's the alternative? You could just not be aware and you could just continue going and thinking, oh, I'm a really crappy person or I'm really bad with money because that's just who I am. And it's not, it's just being aware that this comes from somewhere deep down your family line. And it's going to take a while for you to put something new in place. But if you keep showing up to it, then I think that's really, that's the journey. Like that's the key. Um, and something will come of that. Um, but you don't know some yeah. blessing, will come, but you got to show up to the practice. I think it's um, when you say like even like um, like our ancestors and generational trauma, it's interesting how like it really does trickle down because like we may not have known our great, great grandparents, um, but those practices were passed down. And okay. like, if anything, they got stronger, like um, definitely for the generation, like between the before the boomers, really, like they had it tough. And so yeah. then they... Like, I don't know, because I have that same mentality. Like, my grandfather, he would, like, um, like, he would be using, like, rusty nails that, like, he bought in, like, 1964 that really couldn't hold together the thing that he was building, but he just didn't want to spend more money on new nails. And, yeah. like, my dad's, like, it's, like, two-something for a box of nails, dad. Like, just – and so, like, I get that. Um, and so – I have a hope that like right now it does seem like a lot of people are healing from these things. Like I see that theme and you know, like some of us are like stopping the pattern and maybe not even able to stop it totally, but able to like notice it, which yeah. is really cool because that gives me hope for like the future generations that come because like, and that's how I think we evolve, you know? Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. I mean, generational trauma is something that like, that's just not something that's gonna, you're gonna like snap your finger. Yeah. And you're not going to be a part of that. You are a part of that. I think a big, a big part of the healing uh, first and foremost is just acknowledging that you are part of that line. So it's not like, it's not like having this like really strict stance and saying, Oh, I'm not that I'm not my mom. I'm not my dad. I'm not, yeah. you know, like really you are. And so when you acknowledge that, you're like, okay, I am a part of that, but there's a lot that I don't agree with. There's a lot that I'm not willing to take into my, you know, into the generation after me. And so that's kind of where that line stops. Like you kind of break that chain. And, um, I've, I always think of it like the, the black sheep in the family, you know, that always used to be like a bad thing. Like, Oh, she's the black sheep of the family. But I think that's a beautiful thing because you're actually just now coming into a realization that, you have different thoughts and that you have different, um, just different beliefs about something that's very different from what your family believes in. And that's kind of where like the, that's kind of where you take like that really sharp right turn. And so the generational line really switches and changes and you become almost a little bit of a catalyst of 
how things are going to change and shift for generations after you. Like it started with you and then it just evolves into something entirely different. I think that's beautiful. Um, so to your point, it really isn't about fixing. Um, it's just about being aware. And then, you know, as, as you have your own family or, you know, as you move through life, you're like, oh, okay, this is, I can probably change the way that I think about this, or I can change the way I respond to somebody, or I might not fly off the handle, or I might look at money differently or whatever. Like it's these small little practices that really snowball into something bigger. So when you think about like fixing your family, that's like this really daunting task, mm -hmm. but you're not, you don't have to fix them. You just have to be aware of yourself. Yeah. And yeah, and that kind of energetically heals the family line because you're not continuing it. You're you're just shifting in a different direction. Um, and who knows? People after you might be like, oh, well, I don't agree with what they did. So then they're going to shift it. It's like this constant, like, wiggle yeah. through life. And and I think that's really awesome. Um, it's that hard. was really important, what you just said to me. So thanks. Because yeah. that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, like, definitely a theme, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I feel yeah. you. I wanted to ask you, like, what is your vision for an ideal world? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. <laughs> my vision for an ideal world, um, I mean, authenticity is so big for me. But in, in a way, that's like, I think we are authentic people. Um, but I don't think we always talk about it in, like, the, in the most authentic way. I think behind closed doors, we're, like, authentic, real people. And then when we're, like, in the public eye, we tend to change into something else um yeah. tend to like maybe get a little bit quieter if we're generally loud or we tend to be a little uh picky with our words if we're generally like just outlandish i don't know i mean i think my vision is that everybody just comes out and is absolutely themselves um and because i mean how beautiful would it be if we didn't have to censor so much of ourselves if, in fear of not being judged yeah. or in fear of not belonging like these are like you know people think these are not big things but they weigh heavily on our mental health um when you have these fears and so when you show up to the world as like 50 percent of yourself you know i just feel like so yeah. much you know you're not showing right. up and what are we not seeing that that extra 50% could be like the most beautiful thing, but nobody's seeing it because everyone's judging or everyone's, you know, this and it and could create like even letting people be who they are can like create solutions to problems oh. that we have. People it's like so many people can't like believe that they can even do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So many ideas. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day so many ideas that people have that have never come to fruition because somebody sat down and said, Oh, no one's going to like this. So I'm just not even yeah. going to buy. But like, can you imagine how many like great books could have been written or great inventions or whatever, you know? And so I think my vision really is for everybody to show up authentically and fully as themselves. And this means me. I mean, I'm not saying that just because I have this vision doesn't mean that I've accomplished this. Like I, I still, am showing up a little more and more as myself. Um, but I think if everybody did, if we at least practice that, I mean, it would just be like, like, just I, agree. Amazing. I agree. And I think like, um, so there, there's somebody that like, not even an insult, I don't want to even sound like insulting, but just like, we are having conversations about things. And it's like, they're like, you have so many ideas. And it was like, kind of like judgy like you have so many ideas but like none of them ever happen kind of thing oh. and I was like listen like that's true 
And like, but I love it because for every 50 ideas that I have that don't come true, there's one that does. Like this podcast is one of them. I've had thousands of ideas. This is one that I finally like somehow got the spark to do it. So like have 50 ideas that fail, like then that's going to get you to the one that doesn't. So like, I definitely think that like um, repressing people like in a way that doesn't make them believe that their ideas are even valid or like whatever is really important so that's really yeah yeah there's there's countless there's countless books that have been written on the idea of failing and having as many failures as you can and I think what you said was really important too um you have I mean I I think we get into the mentality of you know every idea that you have must be successful otherwise have ideas right and that's like oh my God, like that does, that's not realistic. It's not practical. Like not every idea is going to pan out. So I think to add on to like this perfect, you know, this really ideal world, um, not to use the word perfect, but I think it's really important to have as many ideas, bad ones, good ones in between as humanly possible, because like, why not? Like, like you said, (laughs) those something great is going to happen. And we look are super successful and all of them literally all of them have gone down that path of having so many ideas so many failures and that one that stuck and why not i mean you know the outward appearances is really i feel like where the world tends to like be hurt like everyone thinks like oh you know they're successful this goes back to what we said but you don't know how many ideas failed you don't know how many times that person has been kicked down and that one idea stuck and now yeah. or whatever you think that it's always been like that, but it really, that's just not the way it works. And so yeah. people understood how it really works from behind the scenes. I think people may be more inspired to try to fail a little bit. Right. More. Well, I think it with our, like our political system, because like all at, like lately I've been trying to ask people, like if you could create your own political party, then like, what would it look like? And, um, a lot of people will just straight off be like, that will never happen. Yeah. Like that's their, be- that's their, I'm like, okay. But like, really? Because like, I think it could happen. Like Abe Lincoln thought it could happen. Like <laughs> a lot of like, there were so many parties, but like, I just think like, not that I'm saying that that's the solution or like anyone needs to create a party. It's just the fact that we can't even think outside of our little boxes. Yeah. Like, I, and this isn't to get into like a political discussion, but it's just to say that, like, why not? Like, why can't we do this? Like, yeah. is it because like we believe we can't do it? And like, if we believe we can't, then we definitely can't. So, like, I don't know. I think there is like, I love that. Like, I love yeah. that ideal world. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think it's that, it's that whole idea of, you know, why even ask that question when you, when it's just not even going to happen? Like, why? Even- yeah, I know. Uh- if it's never going to be reality. And I understand that. Uh, but that's, if we fall into that, into that very limited box of, oh, you know, if we can't have ideas that are not practical and not realistic. And if it doesn't happen, then don't even like try to imagine it. And I feel like that, like your imagination is just like slowly, like shrinking, shrinking, just dying. Yeah. And I mean, why, yeah, why not? And to what you said at the very beginning, when you were say you were running late, I mean, we really do create the reality just with the thoughts that we have. So if you're, if you have so many people who are saying this is never going to happen, that is the reality It's because you're putting that energy in. Um, Yeah. It might feel like a little, it might, you might not 
truly believe that, you know, an ideal utopia is going to happen, but you can dream about it. And dreams are still, it's still energy. It's still thoughts that you're having. Um, it's the way that you show up in the world. So that also kind of matters. If you're going to show up as really practical and realistic, that's great. I think it's important to be grounded. But at the same time, if you're constantly looking at like this glass half empty kind of a thing, you're always going to see the world that you are putting out there. Like you're, yeah. see the world that's in your head and you're like, oh, that's reality, but that's the reality that you're feeding. Right. And so um, you have this life you know, why not be a little imaginative? Why not be a little hopeful, a little optimistic? I mean, it doesn't kill you. Um, and you never know, you could actually, you could actually benefit and feed into something that could feed you back. And so, um, I don't know, that's kind of my, my perspective of that's it. That's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Like we'll get ready to wrap up, but did you have any questions for me? Um, well, and in, in, in I didn't get a chance to really connect with you on this podcast. So I'm, I'm really curious, what was the spark that was like, okay, I'm just going to do this podcast. I'm going to launch it. I'm going to kick it off. Um, I have to say, like a friend of mine helped me with that. Like I, um, so I was, how did it start? Because now I'm like getting like, it's so weird how like it was such a big deal. And now it's like, it became a thing and I'm like so used to it. Um, but in the beginning I was like really nervous. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts like, and they really help me. And I really do think that there is like, I, I feel like, okay. So I guess I kept looking at the news and keep, I kept seeing, I kept seeing like news stories about like horrible things as a result of poor mental health and so like you look at like gunmen and like what all the violence and you know a lot of times those things come back to mental health Um, what bothered me about it was not that we weren't having those discussions but it was like every time mental health was brought up it was like after a massacre or after this or after that and like there's like this quote and I don't remember the exact quote or who even said it but it's like we talk about like the 12 people that went and blew up the world today, but we didn't talk about like the billions who literally just went about their lives peacefully. And so like, I feel like for me, I wanted to give people a voice that do struggle and do like come and still show up and are committed to like making the best of it and like making the best of themselves and giving those people like a voice to kind of work through some of these like mental health issues and then hopefully people who are listening can like be like okay I do that too like I get it too so that was the idea and then um my friend Jess who is a really great like go-getter and like really awesome at just executing ideas where like sometimes I lack in that like I have the ideas but I'm not always great and so she was like we're gonna sit down and record one episode and that's just that and like thank god she did that because i am here today and yeah. it worked um so sometimes you need that friend too to like kind of push you and be like no you gotta do it you know that's awesome and good yeah. for her yeah good for her kudos and i think it's really important to like i said have as many conversations about mental health as possible it's something that i feel like we're we're always sweeping under the rug it's something we don't talk about and to your point we don't talk about it until something really crappy does happen or something scary happens and and you know we're we're so obsessed with health and wellness but we're like that does, it, it oftentimes excludes what happens in our minds and what happens emotionally and like why are we excluding 
thing that's like the literal focal point of health and wellness you know it's not so much the physical body it's really everything inside and and so I'm really I'm really glad that you that you're that you're in the conversation and offering people a place to have more conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have to say, like, I go into every interview, I get nervous every time. Like, I just, I get nervous. Like, I get, like, this attitude when I get nervous. I'm like, I shouldn't do this. Like, and that's just, like, a terrible thing. Um, uh, But I try to, like, I always, like, overcome it or try Mm -hmm. to. And um, I'm always pleasantly surprised at how it, like, turns out. Like, because, you know, like, I didn't know half the stuff I just learned about you, you know? And so like now I have like such a more of an understanding, but it's cool that like when people really get passionate and like um, every person just has had like such a unique, like, I, I don't know, every time I leave, I'm like, okay. And I always uh, find that spiritually for me, like mm-hmm. every time I have a conversation, it's like something that like is in my life, like in the back of my unconscious, like something on my mind or like whatever. And then somebody just says it to me and I'm like, I had to have this conversation today. Like I had to have it. And it's happened every single time. And I think that's really cool. So mm-hmm. I love the project. Like I love getting to know more people and it helps me like get past my judgments of people and my ideas of what their lives look like and like open up to more people. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. important. That connection is, is it's, it saves people and in, yeah. in tangible ways. Definitely. So thank you so much for making the time. Do you have thank anything you. else you want to add? I'm good. I'm, I think I'm good. I had an incredible time chatting with you. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I hope to, to continue this conversation in many, Definitely. many. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have you come back sometime or like, sometimes yeah. I even just have like people like give a little like segments here and there. So yeah. but I hope you have fun on your trip and good luck thank in you. Chicago and keep doing everything you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Blessings in PA. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye Alex. Is to, uh, Maybe think a little bit critically when you're scrolling through your Instagram or your Facebook. Um, one of the things I try to do is if I do wind up uh, scrolling and, you know, I think everybody has a certain thing in life that they may want and then they see somebody else posting about it and it's just so easy to think like, wow, like everybody else gets what they want. Like, why don't I ever get what I want? Or... Um, or I don't know. I mean, that's that's my kind of thing. But I think we all make lots of comparisons, to be honest. And so for me, I try to, when I do come across that feeling on social media where I feel like, uh, you know, everybody else is getting what I want and things aren't going great for me and why me and why my life and all of that kind of thinking, um, I try to do two things. The first thing is to think about what I was doing in the hours leading up to the last picture I posted on social media. Um, If I do that and I think critically, I will realize that whatever was happening in the background before I posted whatever picture sometimes wasn't as pretty as the picture that was posted. Uh, And then other people are looking at my profile and saying, oh, it looks like Bada got a great day and she was laughing and she was happy and wow, like how does she have it all together? Um, When in reality, I don't. 
Um, so that would be one thing is to think about yourself and, and how your life is before you post something. And then if you could do step two and take it a step farther, um, think about what that person may have been doing in the hours leading up to posting whatever picture they posted. If it's them with a new house, um, you don't know the stress that came into finding the house, to um, making the offer, to what the steps that need to be done, if the mortgage is something they can even realistically afford, if in the back of their mind they're a little bit worried about this. I mean, I don't want you to look at people and, and wish them bad. Um, it's just more to say there's more to the story than what we're seeing in these pictures, these still frames. Um, and I know we all know that, but I don't know if we think critically about it while we're scrolling. And I think when we start to do that, uh, we start, we stop alienating people and we start feeling bad about ourselves and we just realize that, nah, social media is not telling you the whole story. It's just not. Um, and so anyway, that's what I have for you this week. Thank you for tuning in. As always, um... If you're interested in donating to the show, you can reach out to me at howwegetby.podcast at gmail.com or through Instagram. My handle is howwegetby underscore. Uh, you can also feel free to reach out with any feedback or if you would like to be interviewed for the show. I'm always looking for new perspectives um, from all walks of life. So definitely reach out to me if that's something you feel like you want to do. Um, the single best thing you really could do for the show is to share it, whether by word of mouth or through social media with your friends, uh, just to get some of these messages out to people who may need to hear them. Um, I also think that there's one more thing that I wanted to say. Oh, if you leave a review for me on Apple iTunes, if you listen on that platform, that could help me drive up the charts or do a bunch of fun, fancy business-like podcast things. Um, so if you take two seconds to do that, that would help out the show so much. That is all I have for you. Music in the beginning and the end of every episode is by Joe Burke. Joe Burke has uh, beautiful music. You should check it out on all streaming sites or if you're local to the Scranton area, you can pick up his vinyl at a local record store. Other than that, I hope you have a beautiful week.